listening to Cleveland and Beyond with Andy Bellman and Jared Watson, brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson. And this podcast is brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out. Original Cleveland sports reporting at waitingfornextyear.com. Also coming soon to Evergreen Podcasts. Your primetime Cleveland Browns are getting ready for the Ravens on Monday Night Football. We're going to break down the revenge game against the dreaded Ratbirds. Also, do the Browns have a realistic shot to win the division? Maybe. Ohio State has their Team Up North game canceled, the game, because of COVID-19, an outbreak in Ann Arbor. But the Buckeyes now are going to get a chance to play for the Big Ten Championship against Northwestern. How do we feel about that? We'll get into it. Also, Kevin Porter Jr. is back for the Cavs. Kyrie Irving drama and rumors about the Indians trading Lindor and Cookie Carrasco. Seriously? Not him. But yep. first, yeah, yeah, that's there's there's a lot of we're gonna be bummed out talking about the Indians today. I can tell you yeah. that already. Yeah, and uh, the Kyrie stuff will at least make me laugh a little bit. But first, uh, according to Jim Rome and probably some other folks too, now at this point, America's team, <laughs> your Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. Um, exciting time. I mean, it's great when you. I mean, these aren't victories on the field, but when you move over the Dallas Cowboys to put in the Sunday night, it's it's great and it's for real. Um, you can also really feel for the first time. In our little community, everybody's kind of joining on board. It's been a fun week um, to see Miles Garrett be nominated for the Walter Payton Award as the representative for the Browns was cool. To see other positive publicity. I mean, you can tell, Jared, from my perspective, uh, the Browns are being treated much more seriously. And not by the odds makers in Vegas. They are still the underdog, which I like, by the way, in this game. I like that the Browns are the official underdog going in this game. Because I think that's the proper spunk. This team needs. This gives them. A, I like being the underdog. I really do. I like being the underdog in these games right now. Yeah. I really do. I, 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 like I don't mind being the underdog. I do find the line a little weird. Uh, two and a half. I feel like what they're doing is basing this off of the fact that I believe the Browns have only beaten the Ravens 11 times mm-hmm. in the 20 years that they've been back. And the past, uh, the, you know, the first game of the season where they looked like complete garbage. I don't know if that's really the way to build your line and for you to decide on who is going to be the, the better team, you know, on this, on that, on that, yeah. this given day. I mean, now that we're, I mean, we're talking about week 14. This is not the same Cleveland Browns team that played at the beginning of the year. So no. all that aside, whatever I'm, I'm with you, go ahead, be the underdog, go ahead, uh, uh, look down on the Browns, think that they're not going to be able to handle business going into Baltimore. I, don't really think that it's going to play out that way, but we'll have to see. There are certain things with this game that do make me nervous. One of them is it's nationally televised, and we don't always, you know, do our best on these nationally televised games. Sure. sure. At the same time, I'm worried a little bit about is Baker going to be able to produce the same way this week as he did last week? Obviously, not the same as in four touchdowns in the first half, although. He's going up a different type of defense, and we know that they're going to be in tight man coverage against wide receivers who are what we're missing Odell Beckham Jr. So does that change things and does that play into the Browns hands, considering that Baker has played, according to pro football focus, his 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 passing rating is at like 91 percent this through the moon. Yeah. After Odell not being on the field, whereas when Odell was on the field, it was like 69. So. There's a lot that I just don't know yet, and really it's going to come down to just watching the game and see how it plays out because I don't think I have that great of a feel on how this is going to play out. I, I, 
I guess maybe in a way I feel differently. Um, I, okay. I get the feeling the Browns have really come together here this year. They've really had their march to the playoffs. I mean, they truly have. I mean, when you win four in a row after a bye week and you're nine and three and, you know, in the number one position in the wild card, you're on a march to victory. Um, you are really putting yourself in position to do big things. Yeah. And I think the Browns have really come. I like this mantra of embrace the suck. Um, I like these things of like getting ourselves ready for bigger things. And you can tell by the way they talk, they feel that way, taking things in a moment. Now, this game is different. This is a rivalry game against a team you have not played well against and frankly have been slapped around early in the year. Now, they have beaten – it's not the Steelers. They have beaten the Ravens. We can point to last year in Baltimore, the year before that in Cleveland. So they've had some wins against Baltimore recently. But they got slapped around in week one. But, Jerry, you and I alluded to this, and the Steeler game more more so, but this game too. You need to elevate. It's not just a 1-0 week. You need to elevate and play better this week. This is a big game. I think this team is ready for this. I'll kind of show my cards a little bit early. I really think this team has been prepared for this. I like how this team progresses. I like this week how there's a freak injury with Austin Hooper with his neck. It doesn't seem to derail the process of this week. I like that. Denzel Ward not practicing is not a big focus on this game. I like that. This is a team. This team is getting ready for this. Um, I just feel like all these steps have been taken. And when you beat Tennessee on the road, that's, that is a good win. You like people trying to shit on that win, which I haven't seen really, but I've seen a little bit of it. It's like, hey, no one except for Jared and I gave him a chance in that game. No one thought they were going to win in that game. They won that game. And why? They have progressed. This team is getting better each week. And no more can be shown than Baker Mayfield. How he played last week and his numbers prove it. He has steadily progressed, even with a couple slips in Pittsburgh, even with a couple games of bad weather. He keeps playing well jared and the numbers are now showing that well bake yes correct baker is playing better than i think he's getting credit for um, yes it, you know no we, doubt we now. talk about the eye test the eye test has kind of gotten in the way especially because of the weather and things like sure. that but his numbers have not been bad no. jumping over to the defensive side of the ball really quickly andy we have to recognize that that has been a huge part of what has kept this browns team winning over this streak they have not been allowing touchdowns in the first quarter through yeah, their past know. wins in the, the past, what do they win? Four in a row now? Or is it five in a row yet? It's four in a row, right? In the Something past, like that. yeah, in the past four wins in a row, they have not allowed a score in the first quarter. They're not not a lot of touchdown in the first quarter, and I think they only allowed two in the second quarter mm-hmm. throughout those four games. So yeah. you're so you're doing everything you need to do to set the Browns up for success when your defense is doing that because the Browns are going to play from ahead, and when the Browns play from ahead, what do they do? They run the fucking ball. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, these are these are the stats that stand out to me where I go, you know what? This is not the same Browns as the first game of the season. They are now official. They're like the sixth most efficient offense right now in the league without Odell Beckham Jr. Those games over the time without Odell, they are the sixth most efficient team offensively. So, look, can they win? Yes. Do I expect them to win? Yes. But. Would I be surprised if something weird happens? I don't. I just all I know is that again, going back to how the Ravens' defense plays and how the Browns step up to that. That's 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 going to be. I think that's more important than than our defense with with dealing with Lamar Jackson. Oddly enough, 
Everyone is going to shit on the Browns because they think of the past, not here and now. Matt Bruning is a great fan of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on Facebook. Um, again, mm-hmm. everybody's going to shit on the Browns because they think of the past. <clears throat> um, I kind of agree with that comment. Um, that's what happened yeah. here a lot this week, too. Not what Jared just said, but in other comments. Um, I, I feel bit of, I think Matt's right. I think that plays a bit into the role of that Vegas line, to be honest with you. You kind of slip into that mode of like, oh, that's what the, that's what past Browns teams do. And, right. and 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 Jared's making fair points. I mean, the Titans defense was exposed. But, however, the Browns exposed that because of great game planning and because of exposing it themselves with the pass, meaning the Browns knew that they were going to focus on the run, so they threw the ball to victory. And, and by the way, they did. They threw the way – they threw the ball the way to victory. Yeah. Um, the Ravens' <laughs> defense is not unstoppable. It's a good defense, but it you can score against the Ravens defense. You can move the ball against the Ravens defense. Are they good? Of course. Do they hit hard? Absolutely. Ravens hit hard. Ravens and Steelers really, really hit hard. But the Browns have multiple ways of winning. Right. They don't get thrown off of the balls extra cold and extra hard. They really don't drop the ball. In fact, in past weeks, even in bad weather games, you have not seen multiple drops outside of a Landry drop here and maybe like a random thing here. Really, those days have been done. People's Jones had a random drop. Yeah. But I've been watching these games lately. Like, Pittsburgh has a drop problem right now. The Steelers drop yes. a lot of balls. A lot. Like, and, I mean, you look at the Browns. They really don't go through that. I just see a general team that keeps progressing, Jared. I just see a nice, steady progression. I still don't think they put a complete game yet together. And I'll go back to Mayfield. Mayfield shows a lot to me about what this team is. When he, when they, we all said it at different times. Outside of like a Bills game last year, the Bengals game on the road this year, the, you know, a couple games in eighteen. Really, we wanted to see that Baker. We saw it last week. He he got the NFL Player of the Week. Why? Because he championed this team to victory. He was outstanding, and we know what Chubb and Hunt is, and their numbers keep providing to prove that. I just think this team, Jared, is very good. I think the Browns are a very good team. And I think well, it's not tourism. Talking about Chubb and Hunt, that's going to be an important aspect of this game, too, because in that first game of the year, they only rushed for like 23 times total together, both of them. I think it was 20, 23, something like that. And I think what Chubb had 60 yards and and uh, and and Hunt had like 70 some yards. And that was I mean, that's that that's that's on the low end for this Browns team for those guys rushing the ball. Now, the Browns did the same thing last week, uh, you know, rushing yards wise. I expect more rushing, though. I expect a, a bigger uh, 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 more more uh, emphasis placed on the run game this Monday night than happened at the beginning of the year. They're going to have to, I think. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know how are these guys going to get are going to be able to get open? Is that that's that's what we're? I think so. I, I actually okay. do. I, I, the Browns are a very good team. Okay. I, I think the Browns are a very good team. I'm sold on this team a lot. I don't know where. Look, I, I I know I'm being a little more uh, sounding a little more concerned. Than uh, than I normally would. Uh, it's the national narrative. I'm, I'm just not cautiously I'm... optimistic. Is where I'm at because no, they not... because they do feel they, they are a legit nine and three team. They are really good. They absolutely are, and they know how to they know how to hold on to games. They're not blowing. They are holding on to these games. They win these games. They keep winning. They uh, keep winning. Like the Browns aren't sexy. The Browns don't always like they get out to big leads and, and it's like everything else. Like, hey, we're going to land this plane. It's going to be a little fucking turbulence, but we're going to land this plane. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and that's but, very but different from how the Ravens play. If you look at the point differentials, the Ravens blow the Browns out of the water in point differentials. Sure. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, Who cares? I know, right? 
You win that stack. Congratulations. This goes back to, yeah, this well, this goes back to me saying that this team reminds me of the way that they find wins. It reminds me of Trestle in the early 2000s with the Buckeyes. They just won. They, you know, they, was it, did they did they did they blow teams out? Not all the time. No, all the time. I just I just <laughs> think just the Browns won. are progressing to being a team that's and this is a good game to start the march to the playoffs. Yeah, Browns are going to the playoffs. So let's start the march. You need to win yeah. games like this to keep proving yourself again. Like, hey, you just handled a big win in Tennessee. You're now ready to gear up against a team that you are not favored by in Vegas to win that game at home. And, and you know it's not it's not mathematically, but you're physically, in most terms, knocking out the Ravens, moving yourself ahead, going into the New York games. And Jared, this is a good opportunity, and I like how this schedule's broken out. I like how there's steady growth. This is a good tester for the Browns. Next week's going to be even a bigger tester to me, in my opinion, because the Giants are going to be up for that game. That's a big game now. It's not just a big game for the Browns. It's a big game for the Giants because that Sunday night game puts a lot more edge. The Giants are going for things. They're playing well, too. But I like that, Jared. I like how everything is progressing through the stages of the season. Yeah. And I mean that. It's like you're going – You have in a playoff game, you're going to have certain moments like this. Dobbins runs the ball well. Lamar Jackson runs the ball well. The Browns have had a hard time slowing down the run. Now they proved themselves against Derrick Henry. They yeah. actually stopped him. Yeah, They stopped him. Now, did he get his 60 yards? Sure, but 60 yards? You'll sign him for that any day of the week. Mac Wilson it, played, I think, the best game of his life. Best game of his life. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, it's one of those things. Now, obviously, Lamar Jackson is different from Derrick Henry. Obviously, Domas is different from Derrick Henry. But we saw things last week where it's like, okay, the Browns can do this. Let's do it again. Let's keep this train moving. Make the and by the way, make the Ravens pass. They're only thirty second in the league of passing. For those of you who don't know, there's thirty there's thirty two teams in the league, which means the Ravens are last in passing. Okay, make the team pass. Make this team pass. Force them to throw the ball. I just think there are things in this game where it's like the Ravens have real deficiencies. The Browns don't. The Ravens can't throw the ball. <laughs> They have abandoned that. They're back to college wildcat ball. Yeah, and you really can't judge how they looked against that Dallas defense. Cowboys are awful. They were. I mean, they they didn't do anything to even have a – no spy on Lamar, nothing. I mean, it was just up the middle holes all day long. And on the opposite – I mean, it was terrible to watch. And on the opposite side of the ball, Andy Dalton, and we all know Andy Dalton, and the, and the Cowboys missed three field goals, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. That I mean, was look, brutal, too. Left I mean, look, the, the, the Cowboys, they, you want to talk about a gift-wrapped win? Yeah. The Cowboys gift-wrapped yeah. that game, it was okay? painful to watch. I mean, I mean, that's why it's like people are like bragging about that, that win. I'm like, the Cowboys actually moved the ball. They missed a bunch of field goals, and it's moving the ball to Andy Dalton. I, Andy. I, I Andy, the obnoxiousness that came after that game are people that were seriously running around saying, oh, the Ravens can win out and get into the playoffs, and they're acting like that's actually going to happen. By the way, we used to be those fans. If we just went out and all these things drop down the drop-down menu, we're in the playoffs. Now, look, the Ravens have been proven, so I get that talk. However, the one warning sign I'll say for us Browns fans, this is why this game's big anyways, but here's a little emphasis big. I will say in fairness, the Ravens' next games are Jaguars. I know it's someone else crappy. And then it's the Bengals in the year. 
So the Ravens do play light, light, light games. Well, let's see here. I know Jaguars is next week for next week for them, and I forget their I forget their middle game, but they play the Bengals in the year. Uh, oh, the Giants. Giants. Oh, Giants are good. That's good. Right. Yeah, that's good. I think. I mean, that's the thing. That's good. So we'll see. And the Giants. <laughs> wait, we play the Giants after this week, correct? It goes Giants for us Sunday yeah. night. The Giants get back to back weeks so, with the Browns and Ravens. That's gonna be tough for the Giants. Well, they might need. They might be pissed off after a loss against the Browns and take it out on the Ravens. Let's hope that's what, God, how that so. plays out. Let's hope that's how that plays out. Um, I don't know. I I, I don't know you. I don't want to jump back on the Giants, but I can't believe you're. I, I mean, are they really that much of a threat? I don't think. I don't the Giants are playing much better. The Giants are actually. Here's why. And again, like the proof is in the pudding, right? With wins. The Browns winning last week in Tennessee has so much merit, Jared. That's not a pushover. Well, that's a team that went to the AFC Championship game. Where did the Giants do last week? They went into Seattle and beat the Seahawks in Seattle. And actually, at times, physically pushed the Seahawks around. That's a great win for the Giants. Well, when you win in Seattle on a Sunday night, uh, not Sunday night, but Sunday late afternoon game, that's a big win. Giants deserve kudos. See, the Giants to me are legitimate. It's like, that's a big win. Like, the Seattle played hard. They're needing that game because they're in a tight race to make the playoffs. And what happens? The Giants come in there and win in Seattle. That's a big win. Same with the Redskins. And it's not even the Redskins, football team. Washington winning in Pittsburgh. That's a legitimately big win. That's a big one for Washington. That, and that's the game, I think, that you and I were waiting on all year, a game that exposed Pittsburgh Finally. for Finally. what they were, which is, I mean, Finally. I hate saying it because we always talk about this, a win is a win is a win. Uh, but they're, they're, they're not as good, I think, as people think they are. No. Well, they, they, I'll say this about the Steelers. I want to get to a bigger point, which I put in the rundown. The Steelers, to me, have an issue that I didn't foresee happening, and thank God we're not cheering for those teams. It would drive me crazy. The Steelers can't catch the ball right now. I mean, outside of Claypool, everyone's got the drops. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's and it it's 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 eye gouging if you're a Steeler fan because they drop the. I mean, it's it's like every other pass is dropped. Well, I mean. Hey, we know what that feels like, and uh, they're not getting any Boy. sympathy from me. I'll tell you that much. Fuck them. <laughs> let the, the good time. Exactly. To hell with it. Um, real quickly, because I know yeah. this is something I wanted to get to with you. Okay, so the, the, the division. Now, here's my one warning, and mm-hmm. I'm part of this. The Bills have to beat the Steelers this weekend. They play them on Sunday night. If the Bills win that game, I will, I will say, hey, if the Browns win out, the Browns have to win out. Yep. The Browns went out. Can the Steelers lose an Indy? Oh, yeah, sure. Right. And then you're in play. They're going to beat the Bengals. But, like, let's just say that they lose the Indy. Okay, Mike, I, I'm listening to these arguments. So I can see it. If the Steelers beat Buffalo, Jared, I, I don't foresee the Steelers losing the division. No, they won't because they have to lose the Bengals for that to happen. That's my point. That's um, my point. There's, like, six different scenarios total, and the only one that makes any sense is if they lose to – uh, the Bills and the Colts. Yeah, that's it. Those. That's the only scenario that, and that's the scenario I said. You know, from the get go of it's in play, it's in play. The Browns winning out is in play. Yes. Um. You know, I I watched some of the the Cleveland.com the the Plain Dealer folks uh doing their one of their YouTube videos. I caught that yesterday. 
Um, and and there was a couple of folks saying, you don't actually think 13 and three is in play. Let's be realistic. And they acted like, no, it's not. And I'm just I don't I, I think it is in play. I genuinely believe that winning out is in play for these for this this round. It's it's very much in play. Um, again, it's another week. I don't think Denzel Ward's going to play. We'll get into his injury in a second. I, right. I he has to practice all week. I I think it would be a pleasant surprise if he plays. That's a key part of this defense. You're you're missing him again. So the Browns win again. That's going to be now three straight weeks without Denzel Ward and three straight victories. Yeah. Going to well, that's and a with, big deal. And big with deal. Who? With Hooper out, you're gonna you're gonna rely on you're already you're, you're already thin at wide receiver realistically, and you're yeah. you're relying on some tight end play in there, and and having Hooper out, you're gonna rely on that rookie, um, and and that might affect things a little bit. But again, it's been next man up. They have played that way. That cliche has actually worked with this team. Stefanski has them ready. They believe. Yeah, I I, I actually um. They do believe, and I'll, and I'll go a step further. The Browns are progressing nicely, not luckily. The Browns are actually winning games with with moves on the field. He outcoached Vrabel. Stefanski oh, yeah. outcoached Vrabel. Made Vrabel he, look visibly like confused. He got him tilted. I mean, he's <laughs> freaking out. I and mean, he used to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, even on not their best day, outplayed Henry. Both of them did. Yeah. Okay, they both did. Uh, I mean, that's a big deal. That's a big win. These are things like on defense, they made enough plays to, to win the game. You see Stewart mm-hmm. later in that game. Sandejo, I know, I know, I'm going to say it, has actually progressed to the time where he's actually making some plays now in the field. He is, he, is he a great player? Oh, hell no. But is he playing better? I got to admit, the last three weeks, he has steadily improved. That's what you want to see in players. He's actually improving to the point of going into a playoff run at a time where, as we all know, the secondary is very thin. Harrison's still out. By the way, that's another guy. Harrison started becoming a key part of this defense. He's been out. The Browns are winning despite they're embracing the suck. The Browns are – say it with me, everybody. The Browns are a very good team. The Cleveland Browns are a very good team. This isn't just luck. This isn't just serendipitous. Baker Mayfield's numbers say it all. Let's that, and there it is. And then let's go through them. Go through them. He, yep. he, like he keeps progressing each week. This isn't some sort of bullshit or some sort of way again where it's like, you know, the Browns get a wet track. They'll win. No, the Browns can win on a wet track. The Browns can win in sleet. The Browns can win in bad weather. They've done through everything. Yep. When you go to big places, that's what you need because we all know, especially in football, it literally <laughs> is week to week. There is no series of games. There isn't a game five or a game six. It's one at a time. It's one and done. The Browns are playing like that. That's what you want to see. Even subtle moves in week one saying, Austin Seibert, see ya. Cody Parkey in. That was the right move. They keep making moves on their way to do things that are big things. It's okay. Our last 20 years have fucking blown. It doesn't mean the 2020 Browns blow. In fact, I think they're very good. They're ready for big things. I don't think it's fair anymore to just keep crapping and putting a layer of fog on this team. Baker Mayfield and these boys are ready to go. Landry's ready to go. Hollywood Higgins is ready to go. Peoples Jones, he might drop a ball, but he'll come back and catch 75-yard touchdown on the next play. <laughs> Harrison Bryant, he's ready to roll. This team is ready to roll, Jared. Miles Garrett. I have so much confidence in these guys. I really do. It reminds me going into a playoff series with the Indians and their staff. It's like, we got this. 
We got this. Let's yes. go. Give them the ball. Like, we got this. It's cool. The I past, feel that right the now. past like, handful of weeks, I felt that way. Andy. Yeah, it's like, we got this. Give them the ball. Let them go. And again, you're going to get Harrison back. You're going to get Denzel Ward back. You're going to get Hodge back. There are guys who are coming back. Yeah. So you got this. It's good. It's all good momentum. The Browns are ready for this. This isn't a bunch of first and second year players either. These are third, fourth year players who are ready to win on the big stage. I, I'm I'm surprised I have to give this Believe Land speech, but it's like I feel like I needed to today. So I don't think people are giving enough proper respect to the Browns. Well, I mean, just looking at what that last week did was kind of the cherry on top of confirming that this team is legit and for real. Yeah. Um, looking at Baker's numbers, looking at him jump from you, – you're talking about his passer rating all, all season when he was sitting around the 20s, right? And, and that, Well, and now he's at 97.9. He's at 11th in the quarterback 11, rating. Right, 11th now from sitting in the 20s, jumping up to 11th. By the way, Roethlisberger's 12. So I want to give some proper perspective. <laughs> what we're that, that helps you give proper perspective. Yes, it does. Nice year. So it just tells you. And again, the Browns haven't had an easy schedule recently. They've, I mean, they've played some really, and I mean, in fairness to Baker, look at all that crap he played through and all that weather. And they beat teams that they don't normally beat. And on the road too. On the road. On the road. Not the same Browns folks. Not No, this Browns. is not the same Browns. I just think everybody's got to get over this. And, you know, even in behind the scenes, Andrew Barry, he's done a wonderful job. He's built the staff. I'm going to be fair. We all like Dorsey's energy. Andrew Barry is a proper GM for this team. He's understated, but you feel his moves on, on the field. And that's a great GM. Yeah. Dee Podesta, I gave him crap as much as anybody. I want to be fair to the guy. He's done a wonderful job. This is his oh, plan. Yeah. He's we, done I mean, we bitched job. about it. We bitched about the fact that he wasn't yeah. in Cleveland. And by the way, I was wrong about that. He's done a wonderful job. Cool. I love eating and my way, Don't bother yeah. me at all. No, and by the way, the pandemic kind of helped him out with that. And by the way, you got to play into situations. You got to. And the Browns do that better than anybody. I, this is the best Browns team, Jared, I've ever seen play into situations. I can't tell you how many times growing up when you would see like a Denzel Ward injury fold like a lawn chair. Nick Chubb getting injured, yeah. getting injured in a in a cowboy game, fold like a lawn chair. OBJ getting hurt on the first series against the Bengals. Fold like a lawn chair. Not these Browns. Nope. Not these Browns. Nope. This, this is a very, very good team. Very, uh, very solid. On top of uh, everything else for Baker Mayfield, as expected, he was the uh, the FedEx Air NFL Player of the Week. Um, mm-hmm. That was expected. Also, uh, talking about Miles Garrett briefly, uh, you know, he came off of being exhausted by the fourth quarter because he's still <laughs> kind of recovering with his he endurance regarding COVID. Uh, still got a sack in the game. And while being held, which I emphasize over and over again, and uh, Ace oh, apparently, too. yeah, and and then and he now he's he's the uh, he's the team's Walter Payton Man of the Year uh, uh, person that they selected. So yeah. um, well deserved on that front as well. This is a guy who only a year ago um, got himself a really bad reputation for a really awful incident, but everyone who knew miles well enough knew that he would find a way to pull himself out of all that. And clearly he has, and he is a guy who cares greatly about the community, about others philanthropically. He gives and gives and gives he's great on the field. He's great off the field. Uh, you know, so shout out to miles Garrett. Uh, quote from Garrett quote, I've been blessed with great coaches and great teammates who have, who have kind of shared those ideals and have been willing to put up with me and sometimes a little bit of my silence. And I've been trying to speak up more and be better. 
take on that leadership role on and off the field. End mm-hmm. quote. He said some other really genuine things. Miles Garrett is a great Brown, and I love him. Yeah, he is a great representation for the city. He is great. He is great. He's a very good man, and he's growing. I'm going to use this as a reference. Miles Garrett and this team is growing, and Miles Garrett's growing as a person. Great man. He was already a good person. He had one really bad Thursday night moment, but he is a good man, and he was properly punished for that. And it is now over. And I think we all, for anybody who's harboring that, it's time to get over it. Time, time, time to get over it. And I think his play is is um this kind of nomination kind of puts that to rest in case you're still feeling that way. I never did this year, but if you did, kind of put that shit to bed. Uh <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Are you excited about the Giants game on Sunday night? I am. I love this. So I, I we haven't probably so, hit this, but I love it. <laughs> I have that instant reaction. Um PTSD wise of when the Browns get flexed into a primetime spot, we're like, I'm like, Oh no, just keep them at one o'clock on a Sunday, please don't do this. Uh, You know, because of again, past experiences, all the hype that was around this team last season. um, Then I realize this ain't the same team. Nope. And this team is ready for primetime. Yes, they are. And they are legitimately worthy of getting flexed into that slot. It made so it, much it, sense. I mean, it, it, it absolutely made sense. It made so much sense. Nobody wanted to watch that. What was it? Cowboys and who? Niners. No one cares. Cowboys, Niners. No one's going to watch that game. No one's going to watch that game. Garbage. By the way, the Eagles being in a 430 slot Sorry, again. Sorry, Kaylee, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, we love Waterhouse. We love Waterhouse. Waterhouse is the best. I want to give a quick shout out to her if she's listening yes. today in Newport, Rhode Island. She is Kaylee Waterhouse, Holly Wetzel. We are two lucky guys who have two wonderful women who help us and run this podcast. Holly and Kaylee are wonderful, wonderful people. Um, you know, yeah, that's the other thing too here, Jared, that like plays a huge, huge role into this team. Like they're ready for prime time. These weren't games that were scheduled back in April. It was scheduled right now. They're ready for this. I just think it plays a bigger thing. I think we hammered the Steeler thing enough again, just to repeat. I think the Steelers need to lose to the bills. If the Steelers lose to the bills, come talk to us next week on Cleveland beyond. And we'll start talking about the possibility. If the, if the Steelers win, it's a simple math. They've won too many games. Um, the tiebreakers don't really break the Browns way. They're going to be Cincinnati, and it's just not going to fall the right way. Um, so really that game is key. They're going to need that game to lose if they get a shot because if they lose that game, lose lose to the Indy, now you're in play just because you have a better record, but you have to keep winning out. Um, that That's a big thing. Okay, on the injury front, we mentioned it. Ward did not practice again on Friday. Hodge did not practice on Friday. Um, I'll throw it to you real quick. I think both are probably a no-go. I yeah, I'm not expect I'm not expecting them to play. There's I, I don't see why no. I I don't even know why they would put Ward out there if he hasn't practiced all week like this. And I, I don't think it's smart. No point. Nope. No. In, in fact, I'd be cautious about playing him until he's ready. And that means the Jets week if that's if that's meaningful. Um you do not need to play Denzel Ward until he's ready. There's a much bigger stake here in this season. You need to make sure he's ready for the bigger spots in life. Um yeah. I mean that. The Browns need to really make sure he's ready to go. You cannot rush this guy back in. I would love to have him in for the Ravens game. I would love to have him in for the Giants game. But if he's not ready, he's not ready. You got to make this is a team. This team is ready for these things. Yeah, the keep, Browns keep, can win both of those games without without point. Denzel Ward in the lineup. They can't. That's my point. They That's can't. my point. 
Keep keep moving. Keep projecting. We talked about this. There was some weird stuff. I finally found this story, Jared, late this morning. Tedrick Thompson is on place to play. That's the new safety we got for Kansas City. Oh, okay. So he is on pace to play. I was trying to dig out and see what really happened there. Um, he had to sit out because of COVID-19 restrictions. He had passed through those tests. Got he it. is now through the system. He, sh- again, according to Cleveland.com, is on pace to play. So it sounds like Tedrick Thompson is a go on Sunday. So you will be seeing him out there. He's the new signee that they got off waivers off the streets there from Kansas City. Um, and then, again, the last one, which is not good news, Austin Hooper sat out with a possible neck injury. He did not practice. He practiced on Thursday, suffered the practice on Thursday, did not, um, did not practice Friday. This seems to be the uh, – by the way, this has been a recent not good theme for the Browns. This happened to Hodge, too, um, earlier um, last week. So this is back-to-back weeks now where a guy's from practicing got hurt in practice. Um, so you hope he's okay. Um, you know, we'll find out more over the weekend. But it sounds like it's very 50-50. I would call him questionable if I had to guess. Um, I think – Austin Hooper's questionable at best going into this week. And if you missed it, Taewon Taylor is on IR. Um, I, I'm nothing against the young man, but I really didn't think much of him. Um, I think it's a developmental player. But, again, I've seen what the Browns did with Hodge, so maybe that's where the ta- Taylor path is. But, Jared, knowing where things are coming up down the road, I think t- uh, Taylor, hopefully he's okay. But we weren't expecting big things from Taylor. So, going on. No. Amazing. No, and and none of this again. None of this is earth shattering. The Hooper one hurts a little bit, and you, it hurts a little bit. Yeah, you know the Browns are always better on defense when Miles Ward, uh, when uh, Denzel Ward's out there. Right, so, of course, of course. I mean, it's it, it, but again, um, they they just got to step up. Period. The defense is going to have to step up against this rate, uh, this Ravens offense. Um, and like we said, can they survive? Yes, because what the Ravens pass. Passing is they're thirty. They're ranked thirty second. So, look, this is the most polarizing team on offense. They're first in rushing. They're thirty second in passing. I mean, it doesn't get more polarizing, and it makes sense. Lamar Jackson with his legs is wonderful. J.K. Dobbins, uh, Mr. Buckeye over here's boy. He's a very good running back. Yep. If you have Mark Ingram as your second or even third back, that says a lot about your running game. They have a very good running game. Linebacker position for the Browns is going to be important this Monday night. Huge. They're right up there. They're going to have to worry about it up the middle. I'm not so worried about the edge, but we'll see. Goodson's been playing much better recently. Personally, he's had a good run. I don't think it's a I, – I actually want to say this. I don't think it's a quinky dink that Phillips got back into the lineup. And even though I don't see his numbers, that that linebacker core kind of settled down. Mac Wilson's been playing much better. Wilson, Goodson, and Phillips have been playing much better. Much, much better. And, again, I want to say this. He had some awful games earlier in the year. Sandejo the last three weeks has played better. He's played better. I, you know what I was thinking about at the beginning of the show, too? Wouldn't it be nice if Sandeo got his first interception in this Monday oh night game? Gosh. Wouldn't that he's be He's been great? close. He's been close. All he's, right. He's I'm rooting close. for him now. I am. I'm I'm officially rooting for Sandejo now. I well, complained at him giving up 14, him him costing the Browns hey, the 14 points a hey, game. Look. He's got he could <laughs> easily do that. I he actually can, he, he can do that, but he's progressed. You can see yeah. it. He, the last three games, he Philly game, Jaguars, Tennessee Titans. You could feel again, not great. He's not playing wonderful, but he's not playing as crappy. He's playing okay, and you'll take it. I'm being serious. Like it's like I don't want to say like he's playing great. No, I'm not saying that. But he's playing okay, and my gosh, is that a step up? Really is. Okay, revenge factor from the Harbaugh. What he thinks of the Browns? 
I said it after the opener. That was a good football team. And a lot of you media fans in Baltimore rolled my eyes, as I recalled. So it's pretty easy to see where they are going and what they're building here. Yes, they are a good football team. And Cody's very complimentary of the Browns. Um, I, I will I will tee it up first. I know what Vegas thinks. Um, I think this is an old Browns mantra where everybody is feeling like, oh, the Browns are still the Browns and the Ravens beat a crappy, crappy Cowboy team. I think the Browns win by 10. Um, I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a tough game at times, but I think later in this game the the Ravens are going to get the exact reverse of what they have against them. Chubb and Hunt late running out the clock. You'll see a late score touchdown. The Ravens won't do anything late. Thirty to twenty. I really think the Browns will do enough in this game to put points ahead. I think they'll always be steadily ahead. Is Lamar Jackson going to have some runs? Yep, he always does. He always has his moments. But the the key of this game is I think the Browns will realize. Get ahead of the Ravens, yeah. make them come back, and you, they, you got it. The, the stats say that. You got it. I think the Browns went 30-20. Um, I'm very close to you on this one. 31-24 Browns. Yeah. Uh, I do think that they are able to contain the Ravens' rushing attack. I think that, yes, like you said, Lamar will get some runs, but I think that it will not be enough to overcome everything that the Browns will hit them with. Uh, I think that there will be some guys that make some plays on defense. There will be nothing better than seeing uh, Miles Garrett getting through and taking down Lamar once, maybe twice. (laughs) Actually, once would be, I think, good enough in this game, uh, especially at the right time. Um, I do believe the Browns win 31-24. Yep. Um, The big thing that has been brought up, as everybody knows, I mean, Jared's in Youngstown. I'm in Cheshire, Connecticut. But there is a curfew that's been thrown down by the city of Cleveland. And by the governor's office, they are allowing fans to still go to the game on Monday night. I know that's been brought up. I just wanted to make sure it got announced on Thursday. They are allowed to they're allowed to attend the game. So that's not going to change at all. Um, curfews at 10 p.m. But obviously the Monday night games could go well until like closer to midnight. But that is still okay with fans in the stands. Um, I'll just bring up one topic real quickly before we get to the rest of the slate real fast, and then we'll get on to the Buckeyes. Um, Jared, I am tempted. Um, I am pausing, I am tempted, and I am debating. On getting Steelers tickets. Uh, really? <laughs> I'm. T- I, I, I. I am. I gotta see how things go. I have a busy work life, but I. I am. I am. Um, I'm thinking about it. I. I'm thinking about it. Will do the same, I guess. If you're going, I'm thinking about it. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm going yet. I'm just saying I'm thinking about it. Well, um, keep me updated on that because I will probably think about um, think possibly come with you. <laughs> I, I, it's insane. I, I am very big COVID guy. I don't go out. I'm throwing <clears throat> caution in the wind with this. So I'm not saying this is the safe thing to do. I don't know. It's in my blood. I kind of want to see this. If this goes away, I think it might go. I want to be there to see it. Yeah. Um, agree. I kind of want to be there to see it. But agree. I'm going to see. We'll see. Wouldn't it be fun? If, I mean, we might be playing for the division that last again, game. Again, again. And there, I, I, I think it might be worth the drive to stop in Struthers and keep going on 90. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll see. On we our, will see. On, our, our, on, our, on the road to 13 and three, my friends. <laughs> that's, the COVID that's Health it. Express. <laughs> but uh, I will say, I just, I, 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 I for the first time a couple nights ago, I started thinking, like, should I go to that game? We'll see. I got family. We got busy lives. We'll see. But I'm, I, I will say it crossed my brain. 
it crossed my brain. I hadn't um, even thought about it until you just brought it up now, to be completely honest. So. I, 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 it crossed my brain. We mentioned the Steelers and Bills, huge Sunday night football game for us and for the nation. That's a great game. Steelers and Bills. Bills are really playing well. Real quickly, because I know this will be dabbled. Um, I don't have a real cho- choosing point whether the Browns – the Browns can hold on to the wild card. Titans, Bills, Colts. Um, I think the Colts, to me, are the clear team. I think Bills and Titans are very good. That's Those are tough games. Uh, the Colts – Colts are good, but they don't scare me. Um, the Titans and Bills are very good, though. All, I, I, all I know is that the first playoff game is going to be very difficult no matter who it is. I just uh, – well, uh, it is – well said. Well said. I can't pick one. I think that every one of them, it will be a hell of a game. Yep. By the way, I think the bubble should be in play. I think that'd be smart for everybody's health. And I would, I would even though that would be a downer, so you don't get any any chance to get something close and locals out. All that's going to be in South or in domes. I do think it's a way to go. I, I really, really, really truthfully do. Well, because think about that. I mean, you, what are we going to be doing? Flexing playoff games? Are we going, you know, for COVID? That's my point. I think that, you should set up. That, that's very difficult. Yeah, I, I don't know. Boy, I, I, that's a bummer, though, to, to, to take away home field well, advantage. That's a huge part of, of the I NFL know. playoff. You're not going to have home field advantage anyways. You're really not. Like Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh has it, I know Kansas City still has fans. Pittsburgh does not allow fans in the stands right now. Right, right. So, I mean, oh, I, know, I know the last time I was in, when I went into the city, they were very much on lockdown. It was uh, um, like you, even the way that you had to like eat food outside of the restaurant, like, you know, if you order yeah. a beer, you have to get food very much on lockdown in, uh, in that area in Allegheny County. Yeah. I, I just think for what it's worth, I just think playing games in Detroit or Indianapolis, uh, I just don't think it's crazy. You know, whether you go down south and you go to Arizona or whatever, I just don't think it's crazy. I think it might be the smart move to do. Here are the key games to watch this weekend. You tell me if you agree. Yep. Uh, I'm all over Colts and Raiders at 4.05. Um, I'll be watching that game. I got DirecTV, so I can pin that in. That is a big game. Uh, big game. Big game for us, too. I mean, Colts and Raiders are two teams we're battling with in the playoffs. Keep your eye on the 1 o'clock game, Chiefs and Dolphins. We do need the Chiefs to win. Mm-hmm. Um, need to push back the Dolphins a little bit. So that's – we got – if you're Browns fans, like we all are, 1 o'clock, Chiefs-Dolphins. 4.05, you got DirecTV like I do, Colts-Raiders. 8 o'clock on Sunday night, Steelers-Bills. I mean, you got three games that really impact the Browns throughout the day. And the Browns – and I honestly haven't looked into this. Can They They can't clinch wild card yet. It, it would be two weeks until they could, I'm guessing, at the soonest. The, 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 the nice thing about the Browns and why I'm so cocky and I, I'll let Jared allude, the Jets game I know is a win. So that's yeah. 10. So you got to win one of these three. And for people who are like, why are you so cocky? The Browns are going to win one of these three games. They are. Might win two or three or all of them. In play, I'm telling you, I, it's in play. It is. This is a good team. Before we get to the Buckeyes, is can Buckeyes you believe that this is where we are? Can you believe that this is where I we are? Andy, say this season. I will only say this, and I got mocked at by my good friend back in August. I had an epiphany. I'm saying I actually believe in Stefanski, and I like what this guy keeps saying, and I actually think this thing is going through. The only thing about this season that I have that I will say that I applaud is the growth of Baker Mayfield. I kind of saw it. I kind of got derailed from it, and I'm back on it. The growth of Baker Mayfield has been just amazing. And I don't even think I understood how good Stefanski could be. He is a very good coach. 
Well, it will be fully solidified if they can go in there on Monday night and if Baker can put it up. That's it. That's it. It's over. We're done with the fucking back and forth on whether this is the next, you know, whether he's the guy. We're done with it after that. No, I, I, I think it's all done anyways. To be honest with you, win or lose, I think it's all done anyway. Yeah, even if they did lose, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to sweat it either. Yeah. The Browns still have pads, my last thought, for the Buckeyes. I really, I think it's an important game for the Browns to win, though, and they need to elevate their 1-0 mantra for this game. It's important regarding the further growth of the team. I, I it's important. I think because, they're ready for this. Because it's a monkey on their back. Yeah, it is. We will, we, will do, we will do a bigger preview show on Monday morning on Instagram for our Instagram account, uh, the official sports uh, Cleveland page. You can click on the link on our Facebook. Monday morning, Monday night, just for people. We'll, we'll say it again at the end of the show. Official Cleveland Sports is if people are watching it on Facebook Live now. All right. Let's go to the Buckeyes. So the Buckeyes get a bye week because of Michigan. We'll talk about that here in the back end because the bigger story is after a meeting on Wednesday, which from what I've been told, and quote, yeah. this is from Coach Urban Meyer on the podcast, Best Rise of Football. Please listen to a quote. It was not. It did not take long. It did not take much push. Meaning, this was an alignment from all teams in the Big Ten. They said, "Indiana, take care. You had a nice year. You did lose to Ohio State. Ohio State's in Northwestern. It's done. That we don't care about the six game rule anymore. So they move forward. Um, I've been seeing that game is listed as noon now on Saturday of next week. I'll be interested to see that time changes. That sounds like a weird time to me, but that's what they have right now. So it's a noon start. Ohio State playing Northwestern." Um, but they are on their way now. Um, it has been a lot of back and forth. And I want to hear Jared's thoughts. As he is the Buckeye fan, not me. But real quickly, the one thing I noticed, a lot, a lot of pushback from non-Big Ten, non-Buckeye, non-Indiana people thinking cool. Indiana got a job. That's um, Indiana came out with a statement fully acknowledging that they weren't jobbed. Yes, I Indiana saw Indiana respectfully said, we're disappointed. But we get it. We lost to Ohio State. We had our shot. Now, had this schedule looked differently and you had an undefeated Indiana not get a chance to play Ohio State this season, then there is an, there's absolutely room for a gripe there. Absolutely. Right. But uh, horseshoes and – well, not like that horseshoes and hand grenades doesn't apply in this one. <laughs> but you get my point. They, they, they were there. They, it, it, it's not even a question. They beat, you know, in, they acknowledged, their AD acknowledged, they had their chance, they're disappointed. And let's be real here, too. Even if Ohio State lost to the team up north this week, Ohio State still would have been in the championship game because they beat the tiebreaker because they beat Indiana this year. So no matter what, this was going to be the scenario, point blank, period. No, it this may was have going been. to be the scenario. No. So that's, that's part of it. Now, that's the in-conference stuff right there, handled, right. taken care of. Every, and you knew even prior to that week, to this week, to this decision, when you were hearing, you know, Wisconsin's AD saying the same thing prior to them even having the conversation, which is Ohio State needs to be in the in the championship game, period. That's the conference. Now, if you want to talk further into the college football playoffs, that's where I think that a lot of those other voices are going to start throwing their weight behind not having Ohio State out there because they only played five games, because they only played six, although they are still – if they're Big Ten champs, I don't know how you ignore that no matter what. If they're undefeated in Big Ten champs, do you still sit there and say, well, Texas A&M? And blah, blah, blah. Like, do we okay. still in one loss? Do we really do that? Because are those teams legitimately better than Ohio State? Here's I'll say the it again. Are those teams legitimately better than Ohio State? 
I don't think that they are. And it comes okay. down to this for me, Andy. You want to see the best teams play each other. And Ohio State is one of the best teams, period. Period. This, this, here's I have a different argument for all this, but I will agree with most of what Jared Watson said. The Big Ten championship game made too much sense. That was the right thing to do. Um, it was the right thing to do. Um, I want to add one caveat quickly. And I'll go I might back. agree with you on that too, because I know where you're going with I think I know where you're going with this next day. Okay. I don't think it's cool that people are picking on Michigan because of COVID-19. Oh, I forgot about that. And I, I yeah. didn't even take that. No, go ahead. No, I just want to say, I think Michigan truthfully does have COVID-19. You got to believe teams like this. Get off Michigan. I know If you want to hate Michigan for on the field and hardball, I get that. COVID-19 is serious. We all know that. It's a very serious thing. It's a pandemic. Michigan's got COVID-19. They didn't cancel the games they didn't want to play. They canceled the game because they got COVID-19. All right? I, I just think I, that I, I got to echo that with you, brother. I have not liked that attitude one bit. I haven't yeah. liked the <laughs> they didn't want to play us. <laughs> They're making no. T-shirts about it. I'm not a big fan of this stuff. I think it comes off very bad. No, very, it does. Yeah. It's it, it's not a <sighs> listen. Not a I, I, let's put it this way. I think I, I think I'm a pretty I'm a connoisseur of good humor. I think I understand what makes mm-hmm. for good humor, and this ain't it. Yeah, this ain't it. it. If you, if you if you want to talk about like how you don't like khaki pants and hey you know the Michigan you know you know see whatever you want to talk about like how they have a one and fifteen tries out of sixteen I'm listening I'm down to all that sure but but for a team that's got a COVID outbreak in their campus I would no it's disappointing um, it's sad it's frustrating it's, it's something that I would empathize with I don't like joking about that now I thought you were going to talk about something else I thought you were going to talk about how bad the Big Ten looks right now now that's because of how all this played out i was gonna get to that big 10 fucked up big time by laying down this law oh we've got to have six games or you don't get in well now you're eating your words and you look stupid because you did it in the first place i had to deal with people coming on my personal page and saying to me well i guess we have to lower the standard and my answer to that is First of all, Big Ten, thanks, because these are the comments I get now from people that are upset about it. But then the other comment I come back with is also this. The standard isn't lowered. The standard changed. It's not lowered. It's not lowered. Playing one last game is not lowering the standard. Because, again, even if they lost this week, they would still be playing in the championship game. So it's not a lower standard. It's just a different standard. But the Big Ten, as as an organization, really botched this big time. Kevin Warren's got a big job next fall because there's been some damage done that needs to really be prepared. And he, and he, whether he likes it or not, the SEC looks fantastic. The ACC looks fantastic. The Big 12, even though they don't have any teams in the playoff, look fantastic. Well, and the Big 10 look like they look like shit for, at the beginning yeah. of this and at the end of this. It's a shit sandwich. They bookended it with shit. Now, they're not forgotten like the Pac 12, but they're not far off. The Pac-12 is forgotten. And for everybody who wants to know, UCLA and USC are playing today. That's a big game, and doubt anybody even knows it. 8 o'clock, ABC. But all that to be said, <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, yeah. it's funny. It's like USC UCLA yeah. playing, and it's not even it's not even You're back right. page. You're right. Um, Pac-12 is a much bigger story. Um, that is a conference that needs some real fixing. Yeah. But Kevin Warren's had a very rough stretch here. And this is another example of a not a – he has got to really work on – I actually would tell him this. I wouldn't really focus anymore about 2020, but I would get really prepared for 2021 because there's a lot of things that need to be repaired here. Right. And this conference has taken some dings. Now, I think some of it's a rubber ball. It'll bounce back. Everything will be okay. I do think, though, there's some things here, Jared, that don't come off well. 
if people don't like to hear this mantra, and I'm sure it drives people crazy at times, SCC, SCC, you know, ACC with Clemson and the Irish and all that stuff. You know what? Those those trumpets are going to be played a lot louder. And you got to get, and you're gonna, and you're gonna have to take it because they came off a lot better in this pandemic than you did. And it bothers me to say that. I love the Big Ten, but they have not looked good. This has not been a clean fall. And I know it's a pandemic, and I know it's very new, and health and safety is everything. So all those are big check marks and wins. But from the PR standpoint of college football, the Big Ten doesn't look good. Um, good. Yeah, you said it all. I got it, does, it, it, it does not look good. Right. Now, real quickly, now to another one, then I'm ready to move on. A lot of Cavs news. Um, I am tired of this narrative, too, and it happens in the SEC with Bama. It happens in the ACC probably right now with Clemson. It used to be Florida State. Um, Ohio State is the Big Ten. The Big Ten's on. No, no, no. <laughs> I got that, you so pissed off. Now, who said Colin Coward. Colin Coward said it. <laughs> and he, he has been he, – he trolled the Steelers really well last week, mm-hmm. and he trolled uh, college football fans really well with that statement uh, last week too. So, go ahead. Here, there, there's there, like the Longhorns and the Big 12 is another one that's always been a debate. Even though Oklahoma's been better, really, a lot of people believe that the Longhorns control the purse strings in that conference, which is probably true. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you right now, that narrative needs to go away. In the 90s, it was Michigan. In the 80s, it was Michigan. They can turn at any moment. Ask Florida State. When we're doing this, if we were doing this podcast 15 years ago, it'd be like, oh, Florida State's the ACC. Not anymore. Things can change quickly. Now, Ohio State is a wonderful big-time program, but I will remind people there was a brief period where it wasn't so good. There were some brief times, even with Cooper and good teams, they couldn't beat Michigan. There were some moments. These things go in cycles. Um, for people who don't remember, uh, Shula actually coached the the Bama, the Clemson Tide, and they were not very good at all before Saban got there. It go These teams and programs go through runs. Just be cautious. You're hot right now. Do you drive things? Sure. Does Ohio State have a wonderful big-time program? Oh, my God. They are staple. They are a big staple. There's there's no question. They're one of those six, seven teams. But they are not the conference, or the conference is not Ohio State. It's more than that. Especially, I mean, I'm a big Purdue fan. You can see the flag behind me. And I cheer for Notre Dame. And I'm telling you right now, Michigan's down, but Michigan's a great program. They're just very down right now. Well, I'll be back. All right. I, I agree with you. Um, but I Just, will say this. I will say this. Team up north, we need to jump into this real quick then. Yeah, they're down right oh, now. And, oh. by, and by giving Harbaugh an extension, they're going to continue to be down. Right okay, now. real quickly. You, you scratch the niche. The 2021 biggest story is going to be the Michigan Wolverines. That is going to be the biggest story. And now, is this a, a for better or worse? I think it's murky and bad. And, we'll this is, and this is my and this is my point. This is my point. I don't understand that move. I don't understand why you keep him around. I do not get it. What do, what do you think he is going to make work next year or the year after that he hasn't been able to make work in the past however many years he's been there? All right, I'm going to sell Jared Watson on this real quick because I got one ray of hope for any Wolverine fan listening. Brian Kelly at one point actually had a dip in the Irish program and he got it back up. You can have a hardball bounce back. This year does not count. I, I, unless you're like these top five or six teams, this year doesn't count. 
Jeff Brom's not had a good year. I don't think Jeff Brom's a big coach, but he needs to do better next year. Purdue struggle, but it's a it's it's a year where it just hasn't worked out. Okay, fine. But like unless you're like Indiana's had a great year, but there's only so many of these teams that have had these moments where it's like you can really pinpoint it. Next year, though, in 2021, I think I don't care about a contract extension because I know sports way too well. If he goes six and six, five and seven, it is not good enough. Contract extension or not, they will bring out the wallets to find the right coach. During a pandemic, with everything else, I'm okay with them bringing back and giving them some confidence by doing that. I, I'm actually okay with it. Of, Michigan, yeah. Michigan has the wallets to do it. And I've heard that they, the way that they renegotiated the money that he's going to get less, and I guess that supposedly oh, some people are reading sure. into it being easier to get rid of him and so it won't hurt them longer term with the way that they renegotiated this stuff. Um, so maybe they are setting up to give him the final shot and then whatever excuse they need, they can cut them loose right after next season. We'll see. We'll see. I just don't, I don't know. They seem they're getting to the point where they're almost a rudderless ship. They're getting to that point. And next year is going to be very difficult for that. I'm, team. I'm not, and I've told, and yeah. I tell my friends here that are fans of that team. It sucks. The big 10 is better when that team is good. Period. Big years for Happy Valley. Big years for Ann Arbor. Big years for Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. These are programs that have historical big ties, and they need them to be up. I agree with Jared Watson. Yeah. All three. Nebraska, too. Oh, and can we just say one last thing? Are we are we done with listening to anything Dabo Sweeney says ever? Are we done with him? Are we done? He has taken the mantle as the as the um, evil empire. It was the you from the 80s. This is the new you. It's hard to like Clemson right now. Hard. 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 He's, not, he's not a guy that I – Hard. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Is he, he started out in a sense where folks really did like the guy. And then the more he yeah, talked, I was, the, more, I was, the more he talked, the less people like him. And that's where we're at right now. Dabo Sweeney, shut your mouth. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. He's not going to. (laughs) Speaking of talking, Kyrie Irving decided to talk this week. Let's go to our Cavs. The the biggest story (laughs) for people who are watching on Facebook, Jared Watson's reaction was priceless. Priceless. Real quickly, I want to get to on the court, and then we'll wrap it around LeBron and Kyrie. But let's get to on the court. For people who have missed it, I was reading a lot about the Cavs. We're going to do a bigger Cavs preview on this show. On set the edge. I have a lot of opinions about the Cavs. I'm going to get into. It's not going to be drastically left turns or right turns, but I I've been reading a lot and getting into what the Cavs have ahead. But we won't get into that today. Um, on the floor, Kevin Porter did come back to training camp this week. He, I think it was Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday. He came back. Um, very still secretive about wh- how that's being handled. And Bickerstaff did that. I don't blame Bickerstaff. Quote: I was never uncomfortable when asked. What made him comfortable welcoming back Porter? Quote, we continue to have conversations. He and I have never stopped having dialogue and conversations. I think it was a conversation amongst all of us organizationally, and the decision was made for him to come back and join us, end quote. Uh, that was brought to you by Cle- uh, Cleveland.com. Um, Chris does a wonderful job of covering that team. Chris uh, Fedor does a wonderful job of covering that team. I would suggest reading him. He's worth the time. Yeah. So all that to be said, um, Corvin Porter is back. Um, there's still a lot of legal lawsuits and rumors going around about what's happening next with him. He was in court this week for the stuff that happened in Mahoning Valley. Uh, I have not seen any new developments on the other accusations. There are accusations. I've not seen anything more. 
on that front. Um, but Kevin Porter Jr. is back, um, bringing it back to on the floor. He was the one Cav rookie who really played well and showed things. So him being back on the floor is a big thing for the Cavs, and it's a good thing. He's a very talented player. He's very good. He's going to have to grow up really fast. He's going to have to grow up really fast. He's right. He's going to on the court and off the court. Yes. Um, he's going to have to. Tonight's a Cavs first preseason game. If you're wondering why Sexton's not there, he had an ankle injury on Friday's practice, so he'll be held out. Um, I have been reading so far, which is very typical, so this is not surprising, a lot of positivity about Okoro. Um, a lot of people think highly of him, and he's definitely focusing on offense, but people are already blown away, Jared, from his defense. Blown away from his defense. Hey, it's been a long time since I've seen a Cavalier and been blown away by their defense. I said the same <laughs> thing when uh, I read it. I, uh, I mean, Delhi, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is this but team. By the way, Delhi's on a one year with the Cavs again. One year. One year. Uh, JaVale McGee is the last guy left. Um, I'm not sure why, but he is not in Cleveland yet. I'm, I don't, they've really not elaborated why. I don't know if it's a COVID 19 thing or what, but he is still, he's the last guy not to arrive. Um, to make a brief, and then we'll do a bigger deep dive in the Cavs next week because they're yeah. almost a week away from uh, tipping it off. This is not a good team. Um, the biggest thing to me this year, Jared, is the development of Darius Garland. Um, I really, really want to see him take some steps forward. Um, I think Porter's uh, continuing to do what he does. I know what Colin Sexton is. I, right. I know what to expect. Right. I, I'm not right. – he's a good pro. I'm not expecting more or less than that. But Darius Garland, seeing a curl play, of course, is key. But I think the growth of Garland, I've been hearing great things about Windler. That's the guy who was injured, didn't even play last year. So we'll see about that. But, Jared, I mean, at the end of the day, we'll do more of a deep dive. This is a 10, 11, you know, 12, 13, in a 72, 73 this season. Is, yeah, this is why I'm glad to be in the market so that I don't have to purchase um, NBA TV this year. Yeah, <laughs> I will be purchasing, which is a shame. But Oh, it's brutal. It's brutal to do that. Although at the same time, I did it forever with the Browns. So what the hell? The Cavs well, are definitely in that role right now. Um, there is. I'm not going to give you any hope on winning a lot of games. I don't have it. Um, I don't have it. I like Bickerstaff. I will say that I like Bickerstaff, but I don't even know what that means right now. I like Beeline last year, and he was awful. So what is that? why does Kyrie think that he says things that are smart and they aren't smart? Well, Jared, what do you mean? What did he say? He says things in a way that you can tell he's trying to sound like a caring, empathetic intellectual, but then also like backhanding it with, uh, you know, some hypocrisy in his own words and sounding really stupid. That's the only way he sounds stupid. I'm really tired of like, there's a lot of like people listen to Kyrie and I don't know why i i don't know why either he's for weird people. he's for weird he says weird shit he tries to sound smart but doesn't sound smart and i don't mean to be mean about that but that's the easiest way that i was mean this week though but Kyrie was mean the only way i can explain it he says some yeah. weird shit no he was mean twice this week let's get to the second comment first for people who missed it Kyrie decided not to do any media this week which by the way i want to get this out of the way the NBA pays players to do media, okay? That's part of this whole agreement that's been done years and years and years ago. Part of the obligation, especially this league, is to do media. So are people like, he doesn't have to do that? No, it's not actually not fucking true. The reason why the NBA gets as much money in is they give access to the players. That's a part of this. 
That's the reason why he got fined. So don't act and shrug your shoulders like it's not a big deal. It actually is. The reason why these players get paid so much money and get paid to do this is they allow media access. And the NBA is the best at it. And Kyrie knows that. He's got to get over it. Like this is not just a power play. It's the reason why they get paid so well. So I don't want to hear about it. He doesn't have to do it. That's not true. And yes, I'm we're part of the media, but that's not true. Sorry. So I want to get that out of the way first. That I hate that statement. The other one here too is like he so he didn't go to a press conference. He he did a media press release kind of question mark, which was very it was by the way a fucking typo in it, Andy. I mean, you just take it and you just throw it away. And and so then he had a fucking typo in it. It was like an Instagram meme quote thing. It was bullshit. It was bad. It and was so, an unrelated quote from from uh was it I don't remember if it was it was was it Malcolm X. And then mashed it with his own quote or something. It was just not. It, again, it was not smart. It sounded ridiculous. It didn't comes, make sense. And then it was just mean. Oh, he's mean. I mean, look, here's what he says. I do not talk to pawns. My attention is worth more. Speaking about the media, that's bullshit. Step up. Talk. You're not above anybody. No, you're not. And that and shit by- is obnoxious. Because before that... He started to come out as a holier than thou. I pray we utilize the fine money for marginalized communities. Like the NBA works its ass off for social justice. They are the best. That league does it bar none better than any other league. Yeah. And you're going to say some dumb shit like that. I I don't normally look. I I just, I can't. I'm I'm finally at the point. I can't stand Kyrie. I'm I don't. I don't want his jersey in the rafters in Cleveland. He's not going to come well, anywhere. Well, we're going to get to that now. So for people who missed it, Kevin Love, he, he what he said was mean, mean, mean. That was not cool. That was mean, yeah. and it puts everybody in an awkward position. I'm glad I'm not a Nets fan. I wouldn't weird. put up with that crap forever. Weird. He's a weird so guy. Durant, so that's why they're together, and they're weird together. Go be weird together. Yeah, well, welcome to the weirdness, um, <laughs> Kevin Love. Quote, calling anybody a pawn is a sure sign of disrespect. I am not a divisive in person, end quote. And Love had some very loving things to say about Kyrie Dan, but he goes, look, you heard it. It's not a, it's not a good thing he said. You can't say that. No. And he gave a lot of respect and love to everybody. Like, look, again, especially during a pandemic, everybody's just trying to help each other out here. Um, again, I, I, I can go on and on about this, but, you know, time is everything, and I'm not going to do that. But I just want to say quickly to this next comment. What he said about LeBron, too, is bullshit. Not a clutch player. Let's review some of these things. Before, but before the decision, uh, LeBron hit a huge shot against Orlando in the Eastern Conference Finals to win the game. And for people who forget, in 2015, with the Cavs struggling in Chicago, LeBron, big shot in the corner in Chicago to win the game. 2000, 2017 against the Raptors, off the glass, bang, LeBron in game, I think it was a game three, it was game three, or game four, it was game three, they win that game. LeBron has hit clutch, clutch shots, okay? Clutch shots, okay? Kyrie Irving hit the biggest clutch shot in 50 years in this town. We all know it. We all know it, okay? And I want Kyrie to at some point get through this and be, as I want him to come back, I want him to be a part of this. But my God, Jared, I mean, it's enough. And I was proud of LeBron. I was happy for LeBron. He said it hurt. And I'm glad he was very honest about it. And I'm glad he was very raw about it. I won't read the comments again because you can find them. But I, I, I give LeBron a lot of credit. He was very uh, raw and honest about how he felt about the Kyrie stuff. I'm glad. Happy. Let's just talk. call this what it is. 
This is a young man who is butthurt because he's tired of hearing blocked by James. Yeah. Well, you know what? The more he talks and the more he does shit like this, the more the, that I only focus on and care about blocked by James. We all do now. Period. We all do now. Look, there's a reunion that's going to come up in, you know, 2026. I hope Kyrie's there. Hope Kyrie's there. Doubtful. It's going to be like. Oh, uh, it's going to take a long time to mend that fence. It's going to be like the original mom on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> and they're. <laughs> it's take a long time to mend that fence. Yeah, but bad blood. So that's the Cavs. Sexton's out tonight. Porter's back practicing. More on the Cavs next week. All right. Let's wrap up on the Indians, which is. Ugh. All right. So the Can Indians. We? Can we? I can't wait. Let's do it. Oh, oh, my gosh. I'd love to wrap up on Purdue basketball, but sadly, they don't play in Cleveland. Uh, they're much more exciting than what's going on with the Indians right now. The latest thing I read, the uh, let's let's go through the list, by the way. So there's been a lot of players who have left. I thought this was really good of Paul Hoynes. This is from Cleveland.com. Um, ready? Here we go. Sandy Leone, Oliver Perez, Cesar Hernandez. Boy, it's going to gonna be a big loss on having Cesar. Santana, Los. So they, they did a nice thing for Los this week. Mike Freeman. Boy, Mike Freeman's gone. Dionda Shields, Naquin. Those are all gone. All those veterans will not be back next year. That's quite a bit of turnover. And then they did the Jeffrey Rodriguez thing, which I still – Hoinsey kind of agrees with me. I'm still not quite sure I understand why they did that. But, okay, so maybe Rodriguez comes back. We'll have to see and find out. But there's a lot of guys. I mean, I mean, those are some big, big things. And then Hoinsey wrote in the Cleveland.com article, obviously Lindor, but I guess now there's some things that maybe come up about Carlos Carrasco being traded. Oh, Jared, I can't do this. Why? Yeah, outside of money. I don't, I, Andy, Andy, if, I mean, we're talking about, we talked about it before, before we started, 40, $40 million team. And what a complete let, I don't, I just think it feels icky to even be talking about getting rid of Carlos if you, Carrasco. If the Indians trade Carlos Carrasco, it is hard to get fired up. It's over. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be hard. Mm. I don't understand why. I don't know. Money. That's Money. it. By the way, there's nothing else to say. He wants to be in Cleveland. It's it's an expensive contract, sure, but it's not a, unaffordable. It's very affordable. When you're their fucking payrolls at the bottom of the league, anyways, already. Come on now. You know, it's it's interesting. We've talked about pandemic effects. The Indians clearly have been affected by the pandemic more than the other two. May, more than we realize, I guess. Yeah. More than we were. We, I think we I knew. I think we need to start talking about that with the Indians. That's scary, and and we still don't know what the team name stuff is going on. The Indians right now feel like a very very murky, wandering the world fog. Well, you know what should help. Is if uh, Jensen Lewis sits down with uh, with ownership and they talk about it on TV, <laughs> it's helped in the past. I just think this team needs to really get their shit together because <laughs> I, I think I think there's understandingly if you have money crunches, we all go through them. And organizations are allowed to go through them. Listen, but but, but you cannot trade Carlos Carrasco and then pump the flag of excitement. Enjoy him while he's here, Andy. <laughs> Do you want to do that, Reed? Because I, I can't do I don't have the energy to do that today. I, I don't know. That is such a fucking dumb statement at a fucking Cleveland Sports Award show. After you printed the said said comments multiple times in print. 
Love the Dolans, but God damn, shut up. We get it. You don't want him here. We're good. Good news. He's not going to be here. This is this stuff taints what I was the things that I was looking forward to. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to watching Bobby Bradley. Shane Bieber. My first first base. I was looking forward to this starting pitching rotation. The Padres young excitement of players. Josh Nader. Well, I want to see. Oh, I wanted Naylor. to see Naylor, Naylor. You know his his and and how he continues him and him and you know Franmil together. I, I just I think there's a lot to like about the players on the field at the moment, and I don't. And this just is. I, I've even accepted the Lindor stuff. Yeah, that's a given. I've accepted it. I, I'm able to get behind the players that they are going to put on the field. I know that it will be a struggle. I know it will not look as good as we will hope. I know it will take time. But if you're getting rid of Carrasco, do you even fucking care? Do you care it's about hard, the, team, the fans? hard to get fired up. That is an affordable veteran pitcher contract who wants to be in Cleveland. Hard. You don't get rid of us people. He's a good face for his organization. He's a good person. Hard. On so many levels. The man gives back. The man has gone through his own illness. Gone through hell. He's our guy. I don't want him to go. Oh, Jared, I can't even talk about this. That's going to make me so upset if he leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dolan's, if you're listening, don't do it. Please, please, please. Do a bake sale. Anything. I know. I mean, God, I mean, do a Kickstarter, go fund me, I, whatever it takes. We cannot lose him. <sighs> All right. I'm done. Ugh. The Browns are good. <laughs> the Browns are really good. Let's end on that. Yeah, we uh, we are brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out, Original Cleveland Sports Reporting at waitingfornextyear.com. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at CLE and beyond, at CLE and beyond. Also, shoot us an email if you like. Andy and Jared at gmail.com, J-A-R-I-D. And after this Browns game, uh, well, actually before, we are going to go on live on Instagram, at Official Cleveland Sports is where it's happening. Make sure you follow on Instagram, at Official Cleveland Sports. Um, Andy, anything else here? Oh, and we will be uh, hopefully at some point officially announcing with Evergreen Podcasts. It's been a very long, soft launch, and we are uh, eventually going to get to that point. So uh, Evergreen Podcasts, check them out. Um, anything left for you, Andy? 9 a.m. on Monday morning. It'll be like a 10 or 15-minute briefer because we're basically going to regurgitate some of the stuff we said with probably the final updates from Denzel and from the rest of the gang of possible injured. Right. Um, and that, again, that's going to be on Instagram. Instagram. USC, UCLA today, um, tonight. Uh, these games are just a blah slate unless you get fired up for Georgia and Missouri. Uh, you got Florida and LSU tonight. It's weird not having Michigan Ohio State today. It's just weird. Um, it's, it's been a weird year, but it is very – I just want to – and by the way, I'm a huge Purdue fan. It's weird not having Purdue and Indiana. Uh, for how much it grinds me to say this, Indiana's have a good team. So not to have that game is weird. The Browns, though, are not. The Browns are very exciting. The Browns are really great, and the Browns are very good. Say it with me. The Browns are very good. The, the Browns, Browns are, are very good. Browns we're on our way to big things. The Browns are 9-3. and three. The Browns will hopefully be 10-3. and three. The Browns will hopefully be one win away from clinching 
their first playoff berth in a very long time. Very, very long time. Good stuff. Right, double Exciting. digit wins. Double digit wins in a season. Oh, that's a, that's a given. That's happening. Oh. Can you get to the one, 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 two, one, three? We'll find out. I think they can. 13 and three. Division champs. Cleveland Browns. Let's start off on Monday night. Start off on Monday night. Join us on official Cleveland Sports Handle. It'll be fun. Beat fucking rat birds. Please. We owe them. Oh, by the way, it's got brought up on KR, so I'll do it real quickly. Modell will not be fucking happy the Browns are winning like this. Period in the sentence. Good. Talk again soon. <laughs> Go Browns. Go Browns. Don't get rid of Cookie Carrasco. <sighs> Please don't. All right, I'm going to go cry and pet my dog. Talk later. I'm getting my Okoro jersey. Oh, do it. Oh, I'm getting my Stendayo jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Talk again soon. <laughs> Bye. Cleveland and Beyond with Andy and Jared is a part of Evergreen Podcast. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and Beyond, on Twitter at CLE and Beyond, or shoot them an email at andyandjared at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit the website, clevelandandbeyond.net. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.